You're listening to a curated podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Listen live on 98.7 or 98.3 FM or stream live from rwpfm.com.au. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. Now, into our science and technology news for the week. If you're the owner of an iPhone, let's face it, a lot of people have got these devices and they're... uh, Well, some people say they're quite intrusive. A lot of people think they're very handy. There's no question that uh, packing all those facilities, email, web browsing, maps and the the like, and plus often a, a pretty good camera into your pocket is a pretty useful thing. But one of the shortcomings in in my mind about the iPhone is that it's very expensive to get a lot of memory in your device. Now, the ability to back up to the cloud automatically, say at night when your phone's sort of dormant and connected to a Wi-Fi network, that does get around memory issues. But if you like to shoot a lot of movies and photos, high-res photos, panoramics, that sort of thing, it's useful to have quite a lot of local storage. People in the Android world will know a lot of those phones take SD cards, so you can actually upgrade the memory of your phone yourself by purchasing a micro SD card, sliding it into a slot on the side of the phone, and that basically allows you to expand memory yourself. In the case of Apple's iPhones, this is not something that you can do. So when you buy the phone, you are locked into the size of memory that's available there for you to use. There's a company now that's got a product which has sort of come to the rescue of people who've maybe got fairly limited memory on board their phone. The company is called Lexar, that's L-E-X-A-R, and they have a product, it's a micro SD card reader, which can be connected to your iPhone via the lightning jack. The lightning jack is the single plug at the bottom of your phone, which you can use to connect your phone to iTunes for data transfer and backup, and also power. If you've got headphones and you want to plug them in, there's a little dongle that converts your standard jack from your headphones and allows them to plug into your iPhone. This micro SD card reader comes with an app. You can just get this from the App Store and this allows you to manage your data and allow data backup onto an SD card. So this gets around that premium that Apple charges from memory on iPhones, and the cost is pretty appealing. In Australian currency, $66 on Amazon buys you one of these Lexar micro SD card readers. The app is free. So one way to get around the expensive cost of memory and having a lot of memory for an iPhone. Now, you may have seen in the news recently the Chinese space station, the Tiangong-1, burnt up in the atmosphere. They weren't sure exactly when or where it was going to come down. It depended a little bit on solar weather and how that interacted with the spacecraft and its exact orbit and where it was going to enter and how long it took to start that process of burning up in the Earth's atmosphere. But it has come back to Earth. It actually crashed quite safely into the South Pacific Ocean. So uh, some larger chunks will have come down there, but I'd imagine they will have sunk fairly quickly. So I don't imagine there'll be much left for souvenir hunters or for anyone who wanted to salvage parts of that Chinese space station. 
there were some concerns about uh, where it might enter and, and if large pieces did make it down to the Earth's surface, there was some risk to property or to even to life. But these are very, very rare. In fact, I believe the only creature that's ever died from anything entering the Earth's atmosphere and falling to Earth was a cow that was hit by an iron meteorite many years ago. Good news there, no one was injured by that uncontrolled re-entry of China's first space station, Tiangong-1. This was kind of a prototype space station orbited Earth from September 2011 until just now, April 2018. But they haven't had control of it for quite a while and uh, the orbit has been gradually degrading and finally it's uh, entered the Earth's atmosphere and burnt up safely. So there you go. There is another space station, I believe, that China has in orbit. We've also posted a pretty cool video on our website, beyondinfinity.com.au, which gives you a visualisation of what it might have looked like for this space station when it entered the Earth's atmosphere. April Fool's jokes, there were many and varied. I saw one which was a smart shoe phone, which seemed to be a pretty strange and amusing gadget with quite high production values. It was a kind of a pretend ad for a high-top shoe that you could actually open the bottom of and it flipped open, a bit like Maxwell Smart from Get Smart, the very funny, slightly aged comedy show from Mel Brooks. He had a shoe phone with a standard old sort of circular analog dial the shoe that i saw on uh, as a joke was a much more advanced smartphone in your shoe anyway it turned out to be a joke one of the weirdest things about it was that the earbuds were actually attached to the shoelaces so that was a bit problematic once you'd done your shoes up and you stood up the earbuds tended to pull out of your ears but another joke that might have gone a little bit too far elon musk the ceo of tesla the electric car make the model S, the Model 3 and the Model X, he actually put out an April Fool's tweet. His tweet said the following, despite intense efforts to raise money, including a last-ditch mass sale of Easter eggs, we are sad to report that Tesla has gone completely and totally bankrupt. So bankrupt, you can't believe it. Now, the market already had some concerns about the Model 3 and manufacturing delays associated with that sort of lower-cost Tesla, and also some concerns about a recall of, of some of the Model S vehicles. So it didn't actually appreciate the joke. I believe that that April Fool's joke was a bit too close to the bone for some investors. The shares fell by 8% following that joke tweet on April Fool's Day from Elon Musk. Now, if you're a user of Spotify, it's a, that's a streaming music service that uh, is very popular around the world. They are working towards their IPO, the initial public offering of stock for that company. It's a Swedish-based company. They are expecting a valuation to be about 20 billion US dollars after it lists on the New York Stock Exchange. The service has already had a huge impact on the music industry worldwide, with some artists quite disgruntled over the low royalties that Spotify pays them. And some of the biggest names in music, like Adele, for example, they stay off the service and sell their CDs directly to the public instead. A, another Russian is facing charges in the US of major cybercrime against American companies, according to a New York Times report. The Russian has been accused of hacking the systems of three American technology companies back in 2012, possibly compromising the personal information of more than 100 million users. 
He's been extradited to the United States from the Czech Republic after a protracted legal dispute about whether he should be extradited or not. Yevgeny Nikulin appeared in a federal district court in San Francisco after arriving in the city. The charges laid out in his indictment were unsealed after he was arrested. He's accused of hacking into the computer networks of LinkedIn, Dropbox and Formspring, damaging computers used by LinkedIn and Formspring employees and using their credentials for further intrusions. The charges include three counts of computer intrusion, two counts of causing damage to a protected computer, two counts of aggravated identity theft, one count of trafficking and one count of conspiracy. If convicted, Nikulin could be sentenced to more than 30 years in prison and fined in excess of a million dollars. So there you go, a Russian hacker who had been holed up in Czechoslovakia, finally extradited and facing the music in America. Now, the Lunar X prize expired on the 31st of March this year, 2018. The reason was that not many people could really afford to do it. There just weren't any competitors. It was too expensive and too hard to achieve, especially for the private sector. The background of this was that, like the X Prize, which was actually won by Scaled Composites, Paul Allen, one of the founders of Microsoft, was involved behind that. That was to go into orbit and come back and then go back up into orbit, low Earth orbit. It was a reusable spacecraft that was known as the Ansari X Prize. Now, that was won and the reward paid. The Lunar X Prize was a competition to do a few things. One was to successfully place a spacecraft on the surface of the moon, travel 500 meters on the moon's surface, so by some means you'd imagine as a rover with wheels driving along the surface, and transmit high-definition videos and images back to Earth. Ten years ago, Google and uh, the XPRIZE organizers offered a $20 million prize for the first non-governmental organization to complete this lunar mission as it was defined by the organisers. And after multiple extensions of the deadline from the original date of 2012, the competition was officially killed back in January this year when it became clear no private company would make it to the moon by the final deadline of March 31st. Since the contest was launched on September the 13th, 2007, only three vehicles have successfully hit the moon. They were all government-funded, and only one, China's Chang'e 3, launched back in uh, 2013, even had the ability to rove on the moon's surface. Looks like they just were trying to you know, get too much from the private sector to actually challenge them to get that $20 million Lunar X prize. Back to the drawing board there. It is amazing to think that 49 years ago, men were first walking on the moon. That technology and the ability to do that seems to have fallen by the wayside, even now in this high-tech world that we live in. Thanks for listening. And head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media. We welcome your feedback and suggestion for future shows.